All right, let's get our Bibles out and uh, open them up to Matthew chapter 1. As you're uh, sitting in your homes uh, watching this time together, we just rejoice that we have these means for us to come and worship together, worship the King of Kings. And in our Christmas series, we've been uh, studying through the theme, The Wonder of Christmas. Uh, The first two messages were a little bit about the why and the who. Um, He will save his people from their sins. And today we want to talk about, I needed another W word, so I used the word wow. The why and the who and the wow. Um, This is really about the glory, about the glory of Christmas, the glory of what was accomplished and all that we have now as a result of Jesus Christ. We see God's character in Christmas. We see man's condition in Christmas. And and then we see the deliverance that will come in in Jesus Christ. So we want to focus today in the whole area of God's glory. And what does that look like for us as we think about that in the, in the realms of Christmas as we, um, as we take this time and celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. In Psalm 57 and verse 5, it says, Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all of the earth. And then our text in Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 18, says this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege to be able to uh, worship together, even uh, during this season, in the middle of a a pandemic, in the middle of COVID, Lord. the, The opportunity to worship you has not stopped. The opportunity to lift up the name of Jesus Christ hasn't ceased. And so tonight, Lord, as we look at your word, we want to look and say, thank you, Lord, thank you, and and examine the glory, the glory that's been accomplished through this amazing gift of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So guide us in these moments. Encourage our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Emmanuel means God with us. God with us. Just the thought of that should get us on our knees and get us rejoicing in who God is and what he's done. And it should cause us to focus on his glory. Scripture has a lot to say about that, about Jesus Christ. In in John 1.14, it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory is of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. In Luke 1 and verse 46, it said, Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. In Luke 2, verses 13 and 14, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. In Luke 2, 20, it says, and the shepherd returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. 
And then in Matthew chapter 2 and verses 10 and 11, it says, And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and they worshipped him. And then opening their treasures, they offered gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Emmanuel, God was with us. It caused Mary to glorify God. It caused the angels to glorify God. It caused the shepherds to glorify God. It caused the wise men, the, 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 the three men who came, it caused them to worship the king, the king of kings, a little baby in a manger. Glory happens when we get a glimpse of God. Glory is not made any bigger if we glorify him. God's glory is not made any bigger if we glorify him. He's already due all of that glory in his character, in who he is. But to do it is an awesome thing, to realize who Jesus Christ is and, and what he's done for us. So I'm gonna take a look at three things quickly tonight. And here's the first one. Glory makes God big. As you think about this Christmas season and you think about who Jesus Christ is, you think about all that's accomplished in this little baby that comes to a manger, glory makes God big, or if you want, because he is big. It's not that we make him bigger. God is already glorified. God's character is already established. Uh, but we want to make God big. And I wonder how much of that we're doing in our lives right now, in the struggles that we face, in the things we're wrestling with. Are we, are we remembering to make God big in his faithfulness and all that he is doing for us and all that he is accomplishing? Do you make God big in your life? Do you make God big in your family? Do you make God big in your personal devotions? Do you make God big in the communications you have? Do you make God big in your church? Do, do we make God big? Um, Mary did. The shepherds did. The wise men did. The angels did. We should. We can make God big. Some practical ways we can do that is by considering his attributes. Remembering that God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. Remembering that God is everywhere. He knows every need that there is. So he's everywhere and he's omniscient. He is all wise. He, everything there is to know, God knows. And when we take hold of that, we rejoice and we desire to make God big when we're struggling through the, the things in our lives. And we realize that, no, God is with us. God is our helper. When I'm struggling with COVID, when I can't be with family, I'm going to rejoice in God. I'm going to rejoice and make him big. And I'm going to give him the glory that he deserves. God is sovereign. He is supreme. He answers to no one. He has absolute right to do as he pleases. God, help me to make you big in this Christmas season as I think about your character, as I think about um, your attributes. He's a God of grace. He's a God who is gracious. He's a God of justice. A God always does what is perfectly right. He's a God of love. A God who expresses his love perfectly through the gift of Jesus Christ, but who demonstrates his love over and over and over and over for us. When we fail, when we falter, God remains faithful and God continues to demonstrate his love. God, help me to make his glory big. God is a God of mercy. Mercy, not getting what we deserve. Is a God who has marvelous works in his creation, in the word of God, in the Son. 
So as we see Mary glorifying God and the angels glorifying God and the shepherds glorifying God and and the wise men, we see them worshiping God. It should cause us to be people of God who make God big, who seek to give him the glory. Get the focus off of me, God. Get the focus on you, especially during this Christmas season. As you're giving gifts, as you're exchanging, as you're visiting with family, don't lose sight of the reality of who God is. Make him big. That's the first thing. Here's the second thing tied to it. Make him known. Make him known. Glorifying God means to acknowledge his greatness and and give him the honor by praising and worshiping him. You're doing that as families as we meet together, uh, looking at screens, but we're seeking to to make him known. Um, Two ways that we can do this. First, we ascribe or give glory to him because it is due to him. No one else deserves the praise and the worship that we give to glorify him. A great Old Testament passage in 1 Chronicles 16, 28 and 29 says, Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the people. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord um, the glory due his name. Bring an offering. Come before him and worship. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. I make him known when I ascribe to him the glory. That's actually taking the time to talk about God and his character and his faithfulness. He already is those things, but now to glorify him, I need to ascribe to him. I need to say those things. And it's not a passive kind of word. It's not a, yeah, I feel this in my heart kind of thing. This is a stand up and cheer for the Lord in your life. Ascribe to him. Ascribe to him the glory that is due to his name. The second way we can make him known is is to bring an offering, to bring an offering to him as a part of our worship. What is the offering that we bring to him? Uh, My mind goes to uh, Romans 12, verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Um, Glorifying something means more than speaking well of it. Glorifying something means acting in every way as though this thing is the best thing for us. And God has given us his son and we need to ascribe glory to him. And now we sacrifice. I give up my rights. I give up what I want because I want Jesus Christ. I want him to be exalted. I can do that in three quick ways. I can do that by praise in thoughts and words and song. Psalm 75, one, we give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks for your name is near. We recount your wondrous deeds. We praise him. We can do it by worshiping him. True worship is God-centered worship. Um, It's reserved only for him. And what do you find yourself worshiping during these days? What's more important to you during this season when we have fear on one hand and we have the birth of Jesus Christ on the other hand? Um, how are we worshiping? Are we trusting the Lord? Are we rejoicing in who he is and what he has done for us? We're not to worship saints or prophets or statues or angels or false gods or Mary, the mother of Jesus. We, we worship Jesus Christ, the King of King. We ascribe to him and we worship him. And then the third thing, we do it in humility. 
We do it in a humility. As John said in John 3, 3, he must increase, but I must decrease. As you consider the birth of Jesus Christ, do you consider it in the context of this baby that would come, would come and live an exemplary life for us without sin, the only possible one who could be sacrificed for our sin? Does that humble you to realize that he accomplished what we couldn't accomplish? He did what we couldn't do. He must increase. I must decrease. How are you making him known? And then here's the third thing. Glory makes me different. It makes me different. See, there's an internal thing that happens as we seek to glorify God. It makes me different was John Piper who said, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. As I consider God, the incarnation, Emmanuel, God with us, as I think about this Christmas Eve and think about the birth of Jesus Christ, is it making me different? Does it make me stand out from those who are not followers of Jesus Christ? Is he increasing in my life and I am decreasing because when I glorify God, it makes me different. There are lots of ways scripture talks about this. Lots of ways that um, when we glorify God, we would live different. Here's a few Um, we glorify God when we aim purely at his glory. When we actually think about, I want the Lord Jesus Christ to be exalted. I want to aim for his glory. Here's another one. When we, uh, we glorify God, when we believe by faith, when you came to that place in your life where you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone for your salvation, if you've made that commitment, you've made that decision, you are glorifying God. You are saying, I can't do this. My sin separated me. I can't fix this. But Jesus Christ has come. The, the video we saw talked about the trees, the Christmas tree, as we think about the birth of Christ, but the tree called uh, the cross where Jesus Christ hung, paid a price he didn't deserve so we could have a life that we don't deserve eternal life in him. God is glorified when we put our faith and trust in Christ. And if you've never done that, that's what this season is really about. It's not about gift exchange. It's not about who gets the best stuff. This this is all about the birth of Jesus who came so we could have eternal life. And you receive that gift by faith. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. You trust Christ. You believe and that gift is given. And in that, God is glorified. We glorify God when we confess our sin. When we allow God to search me, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me, God. Lead me in the ways that that are eternal, Lord. We glorify God when we admit our sin and we confess our sin. We glorify God when we bear spiritual fruit. We glorify God when we stand up for his truth. We glorify God when we sing praise to him and we praise him. We glorify God when we give God glory for all that he allows us to achieve. You ever think about that, how God uses you? I'm, I'm overwhelmed over and over again that God uses a guy like me or God uses people like us, but he chooses to do that as his ambassadors. But do we put the focus back on him? Do we put the focus and the glory back on him? We glorify God when we give him the glory for all that he achieved. Well, so what? It's Christmas Eve. Tomorrow, I hope you will take some time and 
Focus around the word of God. Focus around the work of Jesus Christ. Focus around all that God has accomplished for you. Um, it was way back in Exodus thirty-three eighteen that Moses said, please show me your glory. Please, God, show me your glory. And God showed his glory in the birth of his son, our savior, Jesus Christ. He's shown us his glory. Emmanuel, God with us. Mary glorified, the angels glorified, the shepherds glorified, the wise men worshiped. God in his unique way has revealed his glory to us in Jesus Christ. Are you responding to his glory that's been revealed? Do you make God big in your life with your kids, with your family, uh, with your wife, with your na- or husband, with your neighbors or your coworkers? Are, are you making him known? Does the glory of God make you live differently today? It should. It must. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that he is called Emmanuel, God with us. And God, we get our focus on you. We get our focus on him. We give you the glory because you deserve it. We deserve none of these things. You deserve it all. So in this season, help us to see Jesus Christ in a fresh way. Help us to see your work in a fresh way. And Lord, lead us. Lead us to bring you glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.